This is the Salvationist Podcast. I'm Kristen Austinson. As the Lenten season comes to a close, it's almost time to celebrate Easter. Traditionally, Easter services begin with Palm Sunday. But between the triumphal entry into Jerusalem and the victory of the resurrection, we have Holy Week. Before the joy of Easter, we have the crucifixion. And before the crucifixion, we have the Garden of Gethsemane. There are many ways that we can approach this sacred time, and to that end, the Core Mission Department has put together a collection of resources for Holy Week and Easter. One of those resources is for holding a tenebrae service, which usually takes place on the Thursday of Holy Week. Captain Renee McFadden, Corps Officer at the Willows in Langley, BC, created the resource, and on this episode of the podcast, she walks us through this reenactment of the night before the crucifixion. Hi, Captain Renee, and welcome to the Salvationist Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So with Holy Week coming soon, of course, we're here to talk about tenebrae. And I'm wondering if you can start off by just telling us, what does tenebrae mean and what is a tenebrae service? Sure. So tenebrae is one of my favorite services of the year. Um, We typically host it on Maundy Thursday. And the tenebrae service is one of the oldest Holy Week traditions of the Christian church. And tenebrae is the Latin word meaning shadows. So tenebrae worship is this experiential form of the service of shadows and the story of um, the passion of Jesus. And can you describe, uh, for those who may not have attended before, can you describe what happens at a tenebrae service? Just walk us through it. Sure. So one of the key features um, for us is to host it in the evening. And so as after the sun has set and we start out with the room lit with candles, primarily um, either on the holiness table or up at the front, we set up a series of candles, uh, probably 10 or 11, 12, depending on the number of readings you're going to have. And then as the service goes on, we include some song and scripture. But as the scripture is being read and the story of the final night of Jesus that he celebrates with his disciples, we start extinguishing the candles as we go along um, that correspond with each scripture reading until we're left with the one Christ candle at the end remaining. And the Christ candle is walked out at the end of the service and the service ends in silence and we have this sense of there's this incompleteness to the story but there's also this finality um, that carries us into good friday and our easter service Mm -hmm. how does that atmosphere of silence and shadows help us enter into the easter story we don't always think of the easter story as being dark right if anything it's kind of the light I think there's an honest recognition that we are able to sit together in this quiet, still place to um, feel the heaviness, to feel that sense of darkness, and to honor the grief and the lament and the sense of loss that the followers of Jesus would have had in this time. So we don't rush to the end of the story. We actually give space and time um, to linger, to consider what it would have been like for Jesus to celebrate the Last Supper with his followers and to wash their feet and to just hear those rich passages of scripture. And we're given the atmosphere of quietness and stillness to reflect 
And in our busy lives, we're not often given that. And so it's, it is this gift of grace and a gift um, that we can carry with us to, to treasure um, the experience of those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we often think of the joy of the Resurrection Sunday, but maybe we're a little bit more reluctant to focus on the suffering and death part of that. But why do you think that's so important? I think it actually connects with our own stories of grief and disappointment and betrayal and recognizing the betrayal of Jesus. Um, it's easy for us to focus on embracing the, the great things uh, and trying to be successful and climb these ladders. But this is a release of that striving. And there's a hmm. sense of just going through the experience with Jesus. What was this actually like for him? The desperation uh, of those moments and his continued compassionate response in the face of the impending um, violence. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that the service ends in silence. What do you think is the significance of that? I think it's just the waiting. It is the already and not yet experience. So we talk about this sometimes with the gospel that we already are belonging in the kingdom of God, and yet it's not here in all its fullness. And so this tenebrae service allows that to be the way that it is. We don't have to rush to resolution. And so we're able to sit together um, as a as a body of believers and just be in that space that the disciples were left in. They were left in that not knowing, hmm. not knowing what's going to happen. That's right. That's right. Because of course, yeah. we know how the story ends, right. but they did it. And that must have been, I mean, it's hard to even imagine how tense that silence would have been just sitting in it. Yeah. Yes. That's so interesting. Yes. Emotional. And there's questions and wonderings and why, why is this happening in this Mm -hmm. way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you tell me a bit about your first experience of a Tenebrae service and the impact it had on you personally? Mm -hmm. I was in training college uh, Mm -hmm. and we were at Southlands Community Church in Winnipeg um, with the Van Dynans. and the yeah, this is my first experience. And then we were able to practice as cadets. We had an Easter assignment in Etobicoke Temple in Ontario, and we were able to work through a tenebrae um, style service for the Good Friday service. Actually, we chose to kind of combine those things and experience that together. And then we've hosted um, two services in person here at the Willows and one online for sure, uh, just as part of our Easter Holy Week uh, celebrations. And so the impact for me was this gift. It was a gift of looking at um, an old story that I knew very well and looking at it again with fresh eyes in a new way and giving time and space for some of those uh, overlooked portions of scripture that we we just kind of rush right through to the cross. And so instead, the focus is on the garden, the focus is on the upper room and that time uh, where Jesus is with his disciples. And there's really a spirit of love there that he is showing in the face mm-hmm. of adversity. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, uh, when you think back to some of your past experiences, was there like a particular scripture or part of the service that really hit you in, in, a, in a new way? Because you, you mentioned, of course, the Easter story is very familiar for a lot of us. And, and, and was there a time that this service kind of helped you see it through new eyes? 
I think really um, the service that we've put together also includes the celebration of the Last Supper of Jesus. And so being raised in the Salvation Army home, the practice of communion and Eucharist is not uh, there in the uh, it's not a prominent place in our everyday uh, worship experience. And so on Maundy Thursday, when we're able to give some time and attention to that, it's a very meaningful practice to celebrate a love feast together uh, with our church community, our church family, and to, um, again, not as a routine or by rote, but rather at the appropriate time and, and space in the story of the gospel. And we follow Jesus as he enacted that uh, Last Supper mm-hmm. with his mm-hmm. disciples. And of course, the Tenebrae resource that you've put together for the Core Mission Department um, is adapted from some material from uh, the well-known author Kate Bowler. And the theme is Good Enough, Embracing the Imperfections of Life and Faith. Can you talk about why you chose that theme and what it means and how it plays out in the resource? Sure. I love to make use of creative worship experiences and resources. So I look all over the place and I knew Kate's book was coming out. And I actually found there's a resource online called Worship Design Studio by Marsha McPhee. And she had used this uh, Kate Boulder's book um, to provide an entire series for Lent. So it's much broader than this one service, but it included the Lent series as well as Tenebrae, um, Good Friday, Easter, Sunday. And so there's just this um, collaboration of making use of the resources that others are putting forward as well. What we really loved about Kate Bowler and coming out at the end of COVID and the pandemic, we'll hope, we were hoping for that last year. I think we're feeling a little more um, secure there now uh, was this recognition of embracing our good enough lives and our good enough selves that are worthy of love no matter what. And so instead of trying to constantly um, climb these ladders of success and where we think we should be and our expectations, it's embracing the lives that we have now, our real, holy, imperfect lives and embracing that, uh, our journey of faith. And the topic was you are blessed regardless. So regardless of the, you know, how successful your life looks, you you and we are blessed by God and he meets us where we are, not where we think we should be or what we have achieved um, or what we have failed. And so I, I loved the theme around that and so inspired. Uh, I love that Kate's Canadian and <laughs> has that connection with Winnipeg. Um, yeah, it's just a joy to be able to to um, be inspired by fresh perspective and uh, the writings of authors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and the Tenebrae service um, may be a new thing for some of our listeners. Uh, so what encouragement would you give those who might be listening and thinking, hey, I'd like to try this at my core, but maybe they're a bit unsure about giving it a go? Mm-hmm. There's a, a couple of evening services throughout the year that I love to do. We also celebrate a blue Christmas service, which is a time for to acknowledge grief and healing before um, Christmas. And so the Tenebrae service is an evening service and meant to be the service of shadows. It is not for the whole congregation in that sense. Of course, they're invited, but it tends to not draw um, the young children. It tends to be a smaller, more intimate setting. And so it, it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing, but there's something so authentic in just a group of Christians coming together and 
kind of participating in this dr- um, dramatic reenactment of the, the Last Supper. And it also, there's a great opportunity for participation. So there's many scripture readings that happen throughout the service. It's a great opportunity to hear different voices and to uh, be very participatory in our in our style of worship um, that lends itself to that smaller, more intimate setting. It's not fancy and high tech. Um, yeah, it feels very, it feels very authentic and very community focused and allows us to nurture kind of our our inner spiritual space and our awareness. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a very beautiful lead in to Easter. And um, I hope that those listening will go check out the resource. It's on the Core Mission uh, site and we'll have the link in the show notes. Um, but Captain Renee, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing this beautiful tradition with us. And I wish you a blessed Holy Week and a happy Easter. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salvationist Podcast. For more episodes, visit salvationist.ca slash podcast.